You're now listening to the Co-op Podcast on thecoalition.com. afternoon ladies and gentlemen and welcome to a special super bowl sunday edition of the co-op podcast uh i'm your host richard billy jr and today i'm joined by mr gary a swaby how's it going gary it's going good man oh yeah i heard i heard it's the uh super bowl sunday and it's in your town right in atlanta oh yeah uh and you know because uh there's a new job that um just started it's actually right near that stadium so I got a chance to uh, see firsthand just how ridiculous the traffic and everything is all over Atlanta, not just uh, that area, but all over the city. It's pretty crazy this whole weekend. So um, we'll see what happens. You know, Patriots and Rams, uh, everybody knows I'm from Boston, but I have said on multiple occasions that uh, I would love to see another team represented in the Super Bowl because I'm tired of seeing the same teams there. I also say the same for the NBA, so hopefully that changes in due time. But uh should be a fun game later on today. But uh, how's everything going with, with, with uh, you, Gary, over in the uh, UK? Yeah, everything's going good. We had a bit of snow uh, this week. I know things were bad over there, too, in the States, in some, <laughs> some, in some states and stuff. But yeah, um, I'm, I'm okay overall. You know, I had a few aches and pains, but I'm feeling okay right now, so... Let's get That's going. Good. Yes, uh, and just 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 to quick 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 quickly mention, yeah, the weather was bad, and not as bad here in Atlanta, but Atlanta is ridiculous because it was twenty degrees Wednesday of this week. Yesterday, I kid you not, seventy degrees outside, and today it's about 55, 60 degrees. So this weather is all over the place. Um, definitely wow. got to be careful because you you get sick messing around with this weather like this. Um, but, yeah, it's it's worse like when it gets hot and cold, like when it gets warm and then cold and then warm and then cold. Like that's when you get really sick. So, um, oh yeah, yeah got to be careful. Got to be. But uh, so as for this week's show, there are a couple of stories we're going to get into. A couple of three big stories. One in particular that I haven't seen much about, which we will get into later. But before we do that, we're going to let you all know what we have been playing. So. uh Gary, I'm going to let you start us off and let us know what you've been playing. Oh, whoa. Okay, your, uh, <laughs> your internet got a bit choppy there at the end. But but yeah, oh. as for uh, what I've been playing, um, so of course I've been playing Overwatch. We all know this already, um, so that's no surprise. Um, and there's actually a new map coming that I didn't get to try out yet because it's only on the test server at the moment. But um, there is a Paris map. And, uh, you know, recently um, there's been a lot of popularity with the Paris Overwatch scene because uh, there's, a, there's a huge esports star from there called uh, Soon. Um, and, you know, the Overwatch League is coming back and Paris is actually having its own team in the Overwatch League. So uh, that's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, they have a Paris map and uh, Paris is where Widowmaker is from as well. So there's mm. actually a story attached to this map, and um, I'm hoping that uh, when they bring out the uh, the, uh, the 
the retribution um, event which usually comes out around april i'm hoping that they have some sort of storyline tied to Widowmaker and when she killed her husband because that's like a big part of her personal lore um so yeah that's cool they're adding always adding new things to overwatch still no story mode so you know i know richard ain't interested in the game but um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah there's there's still new stuff coming for overwatch so that's good um besides that i played the anthem demo once again because of course they had um the you know the the uh, what is it called the um the public demo weekend i guess where it was open to everyone um and i have to say this weekend it ran a lot smoother i didn't have like any issues like i had last week i was able to get in the games and you know it ran smooth there was no crashing or anything like that so i actually managed to you know um, complete a few missions i unlocked some new javelins um, i made some like customizations i unlocked some guns and equipment um and yeah i mean yeah i, I think it's, it's going to be a good game i mean if you if you like your looter shooters this is like an ideal game because it's like destiny mixed with mass effect three um, mass effect andromeda sorry gameplay um and a lot of people also compare it to warframe um some people say it's destiny and warframe fused together so i mean if 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 that's appealing to you then i think this is going to be a really fun game um i can see how it will be very entertaining to play with your friends because you know i played with some randoms but even just playing with randoms was pretty interesting um because you know just coordinating together and taking out all these op enemies and stuff like that like it, it adds uh, a layer of excitement to it uh one thing i will say though is that i hope they don't they don't go over the top with the puzzles because there was one mission that had like a puzzle at the end and the thing is when you're playing online it's like it you don't want something to slow down the momentum too much and it's like a puzzle can really slow down the momentum and the fun of uh playing with people um now i get that you know you should be able to have like a uh you know a uh, an engaging moment with your teammates if there's a puzzle and you know you can try and figure it out together and things like that but at the same time if you're playing with randoms it's like you can easily like lose patience like if, if it's taken too long to finish a puzzle um, and I think we like we ended up googling to, to figure out how to solve the puzzle and that sort of thing will slow down the action completely like if you have to go out of the game google and then you know figure out how to beat a puzzle like i think it's acceptable in a game like uncharted or you know something that's like single player because it's like you have all the time in the world to figure it out but when you're all like in a group with with randoms or you know your friends or whatever it's like you don't want you don't want to slow down the action you just want to you know keep going having fun so um i'm a bit wary about that i hope they don't do that too much um the puzzle wasn't that complicated once you know what you're supposed to do but figuring it out at first can be a bit like what the hell you know so um i just hope they manage that properly in the final game and don't go overboard with it um but besides that it, it seems like it's going to be a really fun game now 
I'm just hoping that EA doesn't mess this up because it has potential. Like, I, I just hope they don't do something to, to completely ruin the game, you know, or just ruin the thrill of the game. Um, um, yeah. Well, I will say that because EA is involved, we always have to have some, some uh, caution. So, um, we'll see what happens. Uh, I hope that it does turn out well, because I fully intend to play it. I just did not get a chance to try out the, uh, the demo. I, you know, obviously last week I didn't get a chance to play it because there was issues uh, with the VIP demo on every platform. Uh, it was resolved on play, you know, P, you know, PS4 and um, PC. Uh, but for me, uh, when I tried to get it on Xbox One, uh, it wasn't working. And then by the time it was fixed, which I believe was halfway into Saturday, um, I mean, I have been playing Resident Evil 2, so I spent all my time with Resident Evil 2 and didn't really get back to that. So hopefully, um, you know, I didn't get a chance to play it. I believe the demo was over today, the anthem, correct? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Okay, so if I get a chance to play it after we record the show, I, maybe I will say something on the next week. But other than that, I'm probably just going to wait until... Um, you know the game actually releases later this month uh and then you have a chance to try it out but uh we'll see it's to be determined um i have heard pretty positive things about it uh i know before we joked that this game feels like it's a uh, destiny or whatever I, I mean i did feel that way when i heard the music when i saw the 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 the, the, uh, the, the uh the the uh what's the, the splash screen for anthem in the beginning and I heard that music. I said, you know, that music reminds me of Destiny, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't mean, seen it. Let, let's keep it real. It, it 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 really is a Destiny knockoff. Like, I, like I'm gonna keep it real. Like, <laughs> it it really is. Like I'm I'm not in any way saying that this game is original because it's really not. They literally just said, oh, let's make a game like Destiny and Warframe, and they did it. You know, and that that's really what the game is. But I will say that if that's what you 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 want, you want because the thing is like. A lot of people loved the first Destiny, and then you know a lot of people feel like the second Destiny didn't live up to it. So it's like if you're looking for that Destiny experience, then you know this might be a game for you, even though it's copying what Destiny did. You know, like this might be the spiritual successor in a way because like you know it's carrying on tradition, I guess. But it's definitely not original at all. It's, <laughs> it, it, the, the presentation of this is definitely a lot like Destiny, like even down to the enemies and the way the uh, the UI is and the way that the color system works and you know shields and barriers and things like that. Like it, it all looks like Destiny. Okay, so well, but 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 we can at least uh, come to the consensus, I guess, that it is better than Andromeda so far, correct? <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, to be honest, like, the the actual gameplay and the actual, like, action of Andromeda was the best part of it, you know, because the story okay. was terrible, animation was terrible, cutscenes terrible, <laughs> you know, all that, all that stuff was terrible, but the actual action was good, and this game is basically that style of action, so it's taken the best part of Andromeda. So. Wow, okay. Yeah, I thought, I, thought, I thought Ram said that he very much enjoyed his drama, so uh, I can't wait to hear what he has to say about Anthem. Oh yeah, Ram, Ram's loved Andromeda. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah, I believe that. Him and Mr. Max Muller, they, they were both huge fans of uh, Mass Effect and Andromeda. So uh, I can't wait to hear what they have to say about Anthem. And if they see this later, you know, we'll definitely have them talk. But um, that's good. That's good. Sounds good. So as for what I've been playing, uh, I really only have been playing two games since last week. Um, I did go back to Resident Evil uh, 2 Remake. Uh, still very much enjoying that game. Um, I did see that uh, it's been selling pretty well, at least for the first week the sales were great. Um, and that I know that Capcom is now considering doing a um, Resident Evil uh, remake for Resident Evil 3. Um, of course, that is dependent on you know whether or not the fans demand it and they want it. It's not going to be something that's going to take a quick uh, amount of time. Because I know there was also news that leaked out about Resident Evil 8 and some stuff that you can expect within that game. But um, this stuff isn't coming for a while. Definitely not this generation, because we already know the next gen is literally right around the corner. So that's fine. But um, Resident Evil 2 is a good game. I mean, it does have a few. I have seen some videos online of some of the glitches in the game. I haven't encountered any of those glitches yet for some reason. You know, I am playing on the Xbox One X. Um, that really doesn't make a difference, I don't think. But uh, I haven't encountered any issues yet, so I don't know what the complaints are with the glitches. I have seen the videos, though. So there definitely are some glitches in the game. But um, from what I've played so far, it, it's still a great experience. Again, I'm playing on the hardcore difficulty setting, so it's going to take a little bit longer for me to finish because I don't get a chance to play every single day, at least not now that I'm starting this, this new job. So I don't have a lot of time to play games, but I'm definitely going to make time to play a lot of stuff coming out this month because there's a ton of games coming out that I'm interested in. So Resident Evil 2, great. And then uh, last night I got a chance to jump back into uh, NBA 2K19 uh, because, uh, of course, uh, a lot of things are going on in the, in the NBA right now, you know, trade rumors, all this other stuff. So I wanted to dive back into this game just to see, you know, what 2K has done because they actually, you know, visual concepts actually does something that, you know, most people don't do and they keep the game up to date. So as for anyone that's following the NBA, you probably saw there was a trade recently involving the New York Knicks and the Dallas Mavericks. That trade has already been implemented into the game. So people are actually on the roster that they're supposed to be on. Uh, I really wish that because 2K is working with visual concepts on this, they would do this for the WWE games. But you know what? Hello. Uh-oh. It looks like we're having some technical difficulties. I don't know if... Uh anyone out there can hear me i don't know if this is messing up on my side or rich's side but um let me see yeah. can, you, can you hear me yes okay can you hear yeah, me? yeah yeah i got you now we can hear you oh so what happened there for a second for those that are watching live and wondering what happened oh uh i don't know like it just uh, you just cut out for me um i'm not sure if that was on my end or if it was on your end <laughs> Um, oh, well, hopefully uh, we have to play that back and see. Uh-oh. Well, apologize for the technical difficulties. You can hear me now, though, right? Yeah, you hear you loud and clear right now. Okay, I don't know what happened. Hopefully, if, if you notice any other issues, let me know. Um, but yeah, all, all I was saying is that um, 
I have been playing, uh, in addition to Resident Evil, I was playing NBA 2K19 last night. Um, and I saw that they have already made the updates because there was a recent trade in the NBA. All of that stuff is updated. So I'm just saying that um, I'm glad to see that they are making the updates to this game. But I am very confused, once again, why 2K doesn't implement this same policy with the WWE games because it's under the same brand, you know, so... Very disappointing, but uh, I'm not going to talk about that because that's a conversation for WrestleCast. So, uh, but yeah, NBA 2K still, a lot of the issues that they had, it still has some issues. You know, a lot of the technical stuff that people have complained about in the past, but I still think it's a fun game. I enjoyed it. So looking forward to seeing, um, you know, what 2K does for the future of the series, because I'm pretty sure there will be an announcement about the next game in the series. Maybe not for a couple of months, but it's definitely coming. We already know that. It's the annual release every year, so I'm looking forward to seeing what they do uh, to make the next game different from this one. But um, outside of that, that's pretty much all that I've been playing this week. So uh, definitely looking forward to talking about a lot of other things out this month. There are a lot of big, big titles coming out within the next two to three weeks. So... Definitely stay tuned for our thoughts on those games because I'm pretty sure I will be playing a lot of those games as well as Gary. So stay tuned. Um, so on that note, uh, we're going to move on to now some of the, the stories we wanted to cover this week. Uh, the first story uh, involves uh, one of Gary's favorite developers, Quantic Dreams. So Gary, uh -huh. um, Yes, they, they are your favorite. You know, you, you did say you enjoyed uh, Beyond Two Souls and um, Heavy Rain, correct? Yeah, I mean, when it came out, Heavy Rain was good. Um, the, the first playthrough was phenomenal, but then, like, when I replayed it, I realized how, like, I realized that, like, I saw a lot of plot holes, basically, second time I played it. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, like, they, they make good narrative games, you know, I'll, I'll give them that. Um, you know, they always try to push... The boundaries in terms of visual presentation in, in video games and stuff so um i give them props for that so basically the news is that um a chinese investor firm called netease has uh they, they bought a majority stock in quantum dream and um now this means that uh future games are also going to be multi-platform so they're not going to be you know um exclusive to playstation anymore and i guess that's a big deal because you know we we haven't really had many of uh well we haven't had any of their recent games on you know xbox consoles so uh now you're gonna see you know david cage games on on xbox in the future um if david cage yeah. remains with them i guess but um what do you think about that rich so i think um this is excellent news for everybody involved um I, 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 I will have to admit, let me just say this, and I hope people don't get mad when I say it. When they say multi-platform, I'm pretty sure that they are alluding to PC as well as Xbox, because I don't think that you'll ever see a Quantum Dream game on Switch. But again, I could be wrong. Maybe they will find a way to make sure that their games are able to run on the Switch. I just know that there's a lot, a lot of third-party devs that still don't put their games out on Switch, even though there are some that are able to do that. Everybody can do it. So until it is proven, we'll see. But uh, I think this is excellent news for uh, anyone that is a fan of their games. Um, I, did, I didn't get a chance to play Heavy Rain, 
you know, I saw they re-released it. So I did download it because I believe it was on PS Plus. Uh, so I just haven't had a chance to play it. But uh, I played the hell out of uh, the last game they released, uh, Detroit Become Human. Uh, I actually got the platinum in that game. And I, I played enough to it where I was able to see the different story plot points. And I have to say, that game was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I don't know if... Uh, it, you know, I don't know how it would be compared to the others. And like I said, I didn't play Heavy Rain. I didn't play Beyond Two Souls. But in my opinion right now, I'm pretty sure that this is the, the best game they've ever made compared to the, those other two. Um, now, when I get a chance to play Heavy Rain, maybe I can have more constrict, you know, constructive criticism. But yeah, Detroit Become Human, that was a fantastic game. A lot of people slept on that game last year. Um, and they really should play it because... I mean, yeah, so it's not, let me just say this, the story is not original at all, um, but the performances and the different things that happen uh, with the characters is, it, you know, it, it just, it just, it just, it just excellent all around, and of course, it looked absolutely fantastic, so, um, yeah, I, I think, um, I'm very curious to see what happens with their games moving forward, you know, multi-platform is great. You know, Xbox can definitely use a lot more games, even though they are working on building up their first-party lineup, uh, as well as the third parties and stuff like that. So for them to ha be able to have a game by this developer, I think that's a big deal. Um, again, we do know that it takes them a long time to create these games. So this is, you know, it, I, I would assume whatever the next game is they're working on, definitely not going to see it until next-gen, and maybe I would say until possibly the middle or the end of next-gen. But it definitely ain't coming anytime soon. It's at least maybe I say maybe four years or more away from now, if I had to make a guess. Yeah, they take a long time to uh, to make their games, so it's definitely not coming out like anytime soon. <laughs> that's 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 quite all right. But uh, this this is good news, you know. Um, as for whether or not David Cage stays with the company. I'm pretty sure he may stay on. I mean, I don't really know what else he wants to achieve in his career, um, be in charge of this. Maybe, I mean, I could see if they want to work on smaller, if he, if he wants to work on smaller titles. Because a lot of the games they work on are usually uh, massive games, which is why they take a long time. So um, that's fine. But um, outside of that, uh, I'm just looking forward to seeing what they do next. But I, I, again, I would tell anyone, if you have not played Detroit Become Human, you definitely need to try out, at least try out the game, see whether or not it's something that you enjoy. And the last thing I will say about that is I know that they had demos of this game because we played the demo of Detroit Become Human when we were at PSX uh, the previous year. The demo doesn't really do justice because, I mean, you're only seeing one part of the story because it's three different androids in the story. So the demos, in my opinion, don't do it justice. You need to actually sit down and maybe play like an hour or two of this game. Then you can make a decision as to whether or not you want to continue. But yeah, the game is awesome. I definitely recommend everybody check it out if they haven't checked it out yet. So we'll see what Quantum Dream uh, does next, but great stuff. I still need to check out that game. Um, hopefully oh, yeah. I, I, will, I will try to at some point, but who knows? Life is crazy, so... Oh yeah, I mean, there's 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 entirely too many games and not enough time to play every single game. So I mean, last year that was the case. This month is a perfect case for that because 
man, February 15th is going to be a busy day. You have um, Crackdown 3 coming out for those that are interested. Uh, you, we have um, uh, Jump Force is coming out that same day. And then, of course, Far Cry New Dawn. New Dawn. There's another game that I, I can't really think of. And then and Metro. Anthem. You can play Anthem if you are. If you're an EA Access or Premier, oh, a whole wait, a whole week early than uh, the other games. Yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. That that same week, basically. Um, I think it's February fifteenth. Yeah, February fifteenth. So okay. Some, some so, people will be playing Anthem then. So 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 how do the PlayStation uh, Four fans feel about this this particular uh, <laughs> uh, news? What about oh uh, well they must be upset. I don't know. Uh, sure. <laughs> they must be uh, questioning their purchases at this moment. I don't know, but uh, yeah, well, yeah, they they might be a bit salty. But hey, that that we well, we we can address that that chart later on. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, we, we'll we'll address that later. But uh, just to get to get back on topic though, yeah, Quantum Dream. I wish them well with this uh, new venture. I think going multi-platform is great because then they're not solely dependent on the sales of their title on one platform. I'm not saying that the sales for Detroit Become Human were bad because I don't know what the sales were because, you know, Sony doesn't really reveal all that information all the time. So, uh, but I just think that it's a better investment for them to have it on multiple platforms so that they can get as much money as possible. So, um, looking forward to seeing what they do next, but, uh, it definitely ain't coming anytime soon. Yeah, that's for sure. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, hey, good for them. Uh, I know there was some concerns because um, apparently this investor does a lot of mobile stuff. But um, I, I don't really see Quantic Dream as being mobile developers. So I don't think people need to really worry about that. Like, I, I'm sure they're going to stick to console development. So. It- well, here's a quick question. Isn't this the same developer that working on that uh, that Blizzard game? Uh, the, uh, the 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 Diablo, uh, the other Diablo mobile game? Or is that like another company? I know it was a Chinese company. I don't know if this is the same company, though. Uh, I'm, I'm not actually sure. Let me see. That that might be the case. Because um, I, it it I know it was a third party. Um, yeah. Uh-oh. Well. Uh, you could be right on that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I heard some news about that a while back when the whole Blizzard thing happened. I don't know if this is the same company, but uh, oh yeah, they, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. It is them. Oh, it is them. Uh oh, yeah. uh oh. Well, people don't have anything to worry about. I mean, Quantum Dream don't make mobile games, so um, I mean, all they did was buy a stake in it. But I mean, obviously, that investor can say, okay, now y'all need to make a mobile game. They could definitely say that, but I don't think. Uh, if they see that Quantum Dream has had success with what they've already done, I think they're going to just let them continue doing what they've already done instead of trying to make all these necessary changes. But, I mean, this does happen. You know, changes can happen. But we'll have to see how that's treated. But, again, whatever they're working on next, this game is not coming out for a long time. I mean, maybe we'll see, like, a... Uh, you know, Sony does not reveal... Um, Whenever they're working on anything, they they try to they pull back, you know, talking about stuff too early. So, whatever is being worked on next, I'm pretty sure Quantum Dream is not going to say anything. Sony's not going to say anything for a while. So, we'll see. We shall see, but, indeed. Yes, but uh, 
Any, any, any final thoughts on this topic before we move on to uh, the next one? Um, nah. Nah, nothing more on this topic. But I, I do think there's a couple quick topics to add in just before uh, we, we get to, you know, the next couple topics that we have. Okay. Um, so, I mean, since we already brought it up, let, let's address this uh, this EA chart, like this anthem chart. <laughs> yeah, I, I, let's address I saw, that. You know, I saw, I saw a lot of people, you know, they were very vocal about it. I saw like a ton of YouTube videos about it when it came out. And I was like, wow, uh, this, I was like, why, why is this such a big deal? I mean, don't people know EA's tactics by now? But, you know, then I saw the chart and I was like, okay, yeah, this, this is, this is something right here. Like, I, I just can't believe we've come to this point in video games where it's like, you're literally nickel and diming your you know people like trying to force people to pay for all these extra services just to play the game a week early and get access to a demo like wow like you know ea i understand why they're they're list like why they're thought of as the worst company uh because of reasons like this like they made a whole chart just to just to let you see that you can't play anthem before everyone else like you know like those poor playstation owners like you said rich like wow they they must be very salty looking at that chart but um yeah what was your thoughts when you saw that chart pop up online so uh the complaints were the complaints about the vip uh beta or were they about the uh this uh ea play stuff uh, so it's both. I mean, the chart, you know, it says like, you know, if you pre-ordered, uh, no matter which edition you pre-ordered, you get access to the the demo on February first, which is the one that just just went by. Yeah. Um, and then you know it it proceeds to break down like who gets early access. So there's two early access columns. There's one where you get ten hours of play. And there's one where you get the full game um, a week early on February 15th. Um, and that's reserved only for uh, Origin Premier subscribers, which is the PC version. So if you're subscribed to that, and um, I can't remember how much that is. It's like, I think it might be like 30, 40 pounds or something like that, like per year which I guess isn't that bad. Um, I could be wrong about that, so don't quote me, but um, it's around that price range. And um, okay. yeah, so those people get get to play the full game a week early. Um, I don't know if that, you know, I don't know if that lasts the entire week. Um, I'm, I assume it does because it says full game. But then there's also the 10 hour, um, you know, early access which is available for um you know xbox users who have um ea access and um and origin users who have access now this is the confusing thing for me because they have they have two subscriptions on pc i think like they have access and they have premiere like and that makes no sense to me it's like why is there two different subscriptions like that that's just crazy like it just it seems like their whole business model is about milking money from consumers like and it's just pathetic but um but yeah and then you know uh they have the final column which is 
full game on February 22nd and it shows you know who gets access so if you like the, the, the crazy thing about this chart is that you get to see that if you pre-ordered the game you have to wait until release day you don't get no early access nothing like you just get the demo and you get the full game when it comes out so it's like it's showing everybody what they're missing out on and I guess that's part of the their, the part of the reason they put this out I guess just to entice people to pay extra and give them more money just so they they don't miss out on February 15th um, so I guess that's what it is but you know it's, 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 it's in poor taste it's poor business practice to kind of milk the consumer for more money because I bought the uh, whatever the uh, what's that version called the uh, the Legion of Dawn I bought that edition and that was like £70 as it is like I feel like I should be getting some early access paying that much money so you know that's EA for you but uh, what's your thoughts on, on this whole thing and did people blur out proportion or do you feel like EA is really tripping for this well, so in regards to the early access stuff with um, the VIP demo, I think anyone and everybody that pre-ordered the game, they should have got the same early access at the exact same time. I know, like I mentioned earlier, when I had tried to play it, when I had got the, the code for the early access and I tried to play it on Xbox, it was at the time where they were having all those technical issues and I was unable to get on there uh, because of that. So... Um, I did see, however, though, again, there was a new story that came out that same time that PS4 and PC was resolved. So I had assumed that everybody already had access to it uh, for the same date for the VIP demo. But if, if they didn't, then EA messed up by not making that available to everybody. So that right there, people being angry about that, I think they have a right to be angry about it, especially if it wasn't available to everybody at the same time. And all of the stuff with... Uh, the premier program and the access yeah, it's, it's too much confusion so ea needs to simplify that whole model if uh they're going to continue to have both of those services i would say available um as for the uh ea access i'm going to say the ea play or oh, no e ea access i'm thinking about that horrible show we went to last year at e3 but ea access um the issue that i have with ea access right now is that of course, this is between Microsoft and EA. So everybody already knows, you know, for the last several years, if you've had EA access, you already know what the benefit is of having that on Xbox. So that's fine with me. Um, the people who are complaining, or, you know, who have PlayStation and don't, are not able to get access to this, I don't understand the complaints because they already know how ES, EA access works. This is a conversation that Sony could have easily had with you know, Bioware and EA about, well, we want to get early access to this as well. And they could have made the decision to focus on that, but instead they aren't really focused on that. You know, Sony right now, I know obviously there was news that came out that the PlayStation 4 sales, I believe right now it's at uh, 94.2 million. Uh, so they're going to reach their 100 million mark very, very soon. But that news came out recently. And of course, the news that, you know, a reminder that Days Gone is coming in April. That's great. Uh, we haven't received any other updates about what's going on with The Last of Us. I know the composer came out and said it's coming soon. Didn't release no other news, uh, you know, outside of that. Okay. 
So we know that that's still in development. We know Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima is still in development. We know uh, Death Stranding. All these games are supposedly coming, you know, soon. I don't know if that means in 2019 or 2020. I would assume that we're going to definitely see at least two or three of them. Uh, I don't. I definitely don't think Death Stranding is coming this year, though. Uh, but for whatever reason, you know, obviously Sony is focused on the first-party titles as it should be. So maybe they don't. Maybe maybe they didn't want to focus on trying to do something with EA because I maybe I, I would assume that Microsoft has some type of deal with you know with Bioware and EA for Anthem. I mean, I would assume that because we did see Anthem at the Xbox conference. So I mean, it's anybody's guess. But uh, people who are mad that uh, you know Anthem obviously is not in early access on PlayStation Four. I mean, they. I, I, I mean, they really shouldn't be surprised about that. Again, EA access on Xbox. The whole reason for Microsoft doing that deal in the first place is so that they can try to get some of these games on their platform available a little bit earlier to everybody else. But again, the, I, I mean, the game is only about ten hours or so that you're able to play on EA access, right? This particular game, so they're not going to be able to play the full game. Uh, you know, like the full game in its entirety, they're not going to be able to play all of that. A whole week earlier, correct? Only just a couple yeah. of hours. Yeah, and I, I yeah. think that's really unfair. Like, and not only is it a tease to just give, give people ten hours of the game, but when you have people getting access to the full game a week early, it's like, why not? Why not just throw them a bone and give them the full game too? Like, I mean, they're already giving you tons of money, like monthly or yearly or whatever. Like, yeah. you know, just throw them a bone, man. Like, it's there's too many columns on this chart. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it is it definitely is too much. But uh, I mean, I can understand what you're saying. The people who pre-order, they they should be able to play this early. Also, uh, I, I do agree with that. Um, but you know, again, as you said, the EA's mentality in all of this get as much money out of the consumers as possible. So I'm pretty sure they didn't think about any of this stuff in regards to PlayStation Four um, when they made this when they are had already had this thing set up for EA access. Um, yeah, it is good for those that played the VIP demo. They were able to get access to it at that point. But, um, hey, I understand the frustrations, but it is what it is. You know, obviously, if you have PC or Xbox and you have the EA access or the the other service you mentioned, Premiere or whatever, then they probably get the early access. But again, again, it's only for, uh, you know, about 10 hours or so. So it's not like they're going to be playing the full game. You know, all the way up and complete it but by the time it comes out everywhere. No, no, they're only going to play a little, a little bit of it, and that's it. But EA definitely can and should make changes to their policies uh, in regards to this. But it is what it is right now. This, this is business. You know, they already have these these deals in place. So the higher ups or the stakeholders, they'll have to be the ones to step in and make these decisions if they see, oh, this is causing issues. They're the ones that control all of that. So. Whoever is in charge, that's between them. But um, I do feel bad for those that pre-ordered Anthem. Especially if you pre-ordered Anthem and you wasn't able to get into the VIP demo at all um, the whole first weekend. And then you have to wait for a release. That that absolutely sucks. But it is what it is. And uh, EA definitely can improve this. But they have to want to improve it. And they have to actually follow through on that. They haven't done either. So I, I'm not surprised. That there is some some backlash. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, EA just, they're, they're just always doing too much. And, like, uh, even though I've already given them £70 for this game, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm just so, I'm just so skeptical. I'm like, wow, like, EA, are you really going to mess this up? Like, I feel like there, there's something else that's going to go wrong here. Um, I just hope this doesn't turn into another battlefront. Like, let's, let's hope. Because I saw, um, another thing I saw earlier this week was, uh, they released like a screenshot that showed uh, some of the cosmetics that you could purchase and you know in that screenshot it showed the currency that you can buy to get some of this stuff and it was like for one uh, skin or one outfit or whatever for your javelin it's like you have to pay 20 bucks for it or something like that like which is crazy like 20 bucks for, for a skin like um, so yeah I, I don't know I'm just I'm just hoping they don't go overboard and ruin this whole thing because the game is fun it has a lot of potential so I, ju I just hope EA just just learns that lesson and just doesn't mess this up but um, uh, I know we'll see you, about that. I know you saw uh, the. I, I had to like oh, th this whole thing was funny to me all week like I was just on Twitter reading stuff and just like laughing um, so I had to like the troll that I am, I had to make a meme out of this, and like you know, <laughs> Final Fantasy is my favorite thing, um, so I came up with this meme, I'm showing it on the stream right now uh, so if you guys have seen the video version, you can see it um, <laughs> I just wanted to shed some light on this real quick, just real quick but um, I, when I put this out, I immediately I immediately regretted it because what I should have did in that last row where it says, fans who hated Final Fantasy 13. I should have made it so those people can't play Final Fantasy 7 Remake because those guys are haters um, and people are always coming at me on Twitter telling me 13 wasn't good and this is a constant debate that I get in but 13 was great like go back everyone go back and play that game and you'll realize trust me but yeah I just wanted to say that real quick and let me just say this. I, I did find the chart, uh, you know, very entertaining. But I just want to say right now, if there's anyone out there that thinks that Final Fantasy VII Remake is coming anytime soon, uh, I would like to ask them, what are they smoking? Because there's no way in hell that that game is coming anytime soon. Uh, maybe we'll see it next generation. Definitely not going to see it this generation. Oh, yeah. That, you know, that's why uh, on the chart I put... Uh... 2025 that's probably when we're gonna see it like I, I think that's accurate yeah so I, I guess we can if we want to make a, a guesstimate uh, I would like to say I hope that this is not going to be the next Kingdom Hearts 3 where it takes about 13 years for the game to come out but uh, it, it's going to definitely take a while because if they you know I didn't see that original report when they said when they restarted it that that was last year you know, I don't remember what at what point in the year it was uh, when they made that, when that news uh, came out, but uh, obviously this game, uh, maybe three to four, maybe five years, maybe five is pushing it, but I, I say at least four years, you'll see it. So definitely next generation, but no time at all, in no time soon. So um, hopefully it turns out good though. Um, I know that uh, I don't know if the plan is still to make this an episodic game. Or if they're going to make the full game. If it's an episodic game, then it, yeah, it's going to take even longer. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. Mm -hmm. To be determined. To be determined. 
it's, <laughs> it's gonna be a while but for now at least we have kingdom hearts but um real quick just another topic before we get into our you know schedule again um i also like there's there's been i think this is official now but um there's going to be a titanfall battle royale game that's coming out um by ea i think it's just it's going to be one of those random things that just come out like i guess people will just be able to go and download it um, i'm not sure if it's free to play I, i'm assuming it might be something like that um if they haven't you know announced this way ahead of time um so this is apparently coming out like as early as tomorrow maybe um is what i'm hearing and uh the latest news story i read said that this titanfall battle royale game doesn't have any titans in it so <laughs> so, so, I mean, so 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 who okay so so wait a second so who are the uh what the, is it just the uh the characters from the actual game like the humans yeah i, I guess it's um, just a bunch of pilots running around killing each other i guess that's it Okay, so you know, in regards to that news, uh, I, there's, I think there is going to be a formal announcement tomorrow. So I guess we're going to have to revisit that and see what it, it, exactly this game is. Uh, I know everybody is trying to get in with this battle royale craze right now, so um, there definitely are going to be people that will definitely play the game, uh, see what it has to offer. But um, that's kind of crazy if it has no titans in it. Uh, I, yeah, I, I need to see uh, <laughs> what that's all about. Because uh, it just doesn't make any kind of sense. Um, this is definitely a big year for Respawn because they have this other game. They're, uh, I believe, the Star Wars game they're working on. That's supposed to be coming out this fall. So I'm very curious to see uh, how that's going to be handled, especially because we know how EA treated that last Star Wars game that we will never see, that we will never see, period. So there's a lot of pressure on Respawn. And then, of course, Titanfall 3 is still a thing. I have no idea when that's coming out. That's in development also. But that Star Wars game is coming out because I remember they talked about that last year at um one of the awards. No, yeah, at the EA show. They said, oh, yeah, we have a, a game coming out next fall. So I'm very curious to see what happens with that game now because they have not done right with that Star Wars license. So uh, stay tuned for that. But uh I'll have to look into this Titanfall uh, Battle Royale game because I did see the, the, the little bit of news on it, but uh, they, they have to show a lot more. So tomorrow is going to be interesting. But if no Titans are in it, then, man, there's going to be some backlash they get from some fans about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I'm looking at this as another money-making scheme for them. Like, EA, they're, they're, they're basically, like, scam artists now. Like, they're professional scam artists. They, like, everything they do is designed to take money out of your pocket. So, um, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a free-to-play game riddled with microtransactions and boosters and all sorts of stuff like that so um, but I, I think it's kind of late to get into the battle royale party i think uh, that whole thing is i think that whole wave has peaked already um and like i said at the the you know the very first show of the year i believe it was um i think the battle royale formula is going to be on a decline this year as as things move on so uh they i don't know they might be a step behind with this one but we'll see yeah, we'll definitely see about that. That's uh, that's crazy. 
All right, so those are some good topics. Is there any other topics you wanted to address before we get on to the uh, the next one? Um, I, I think that's it. We can just uh, get back into the schedule. Awesome. All right, so uh, let's talk about GameStop real quick because uh, there's a lot of stuff happening with GameStop. Um, and, you know, obviously for those that don't care about GameStop, they may not really care about this news, but I guess it is at least something worth mentioning. So uh, I know that uh, there were, you know, you know, there were rumors since last year that you know there was somebody there was somebody interested in buying GameStop that they were going to be, you know, obviously be going out of business. You know, obviously their business right now as the states, it, it it appears to me that they definitely are going to be out of business. You know, just from seeing how they have been operating for the last several years. Uh, and then, of course, the move to digital. I know that now GameStop is trying to do digital game sales as well, because when I went to go pick up Red Dead Redemption uh, 2, uh, I was able to purchase that a, a digital copy or digital code instead of the physical as well. So basically, with their trade-in policy, you know, people know we made jokes about that in the past. You never get uh, the money's worth for your titles. That still remains true. So... A lot of people are turning away from that. So basically, to bring everybody up to speed of what's going on with GameStop now, uh, it, it came out recently that uh, their plans to sell the company have now changed. Uh, the buyer who was interested, they have declined that whole process. So I guess that uh, they're just going to ride it out until they eventually go out of business, I guess. I have no idea what's going to happen with this. But um, you had some things you definitely wanted to say on this, Gary. So the floor is now yours. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, being that I'm from the UK, I, I don't know too much of the, the GameStop uh, buying experience. You know, um, we have uh, something called Game over here, which is our equivalent of GameStop. But, um, but I know that GameStop for a very long time has been, you know, a staple in the games industry. It's, it's where people go to get their games they were very big throughout the whole ps3 xbox 360 era um and you know recently as as things have gone more digital i know that uh they've struggled to um change their model to adapt and everything um and nowadays everything i see about gamestop is usually in a negative light um and you know i've i've I pay attention to, to news stories like this because I'm always interested in seeing how these kind of businesses are going to try and adapt because uh, the biggest, one of the biggest uh, failures is Blockbuster when they went out of business because it's like they failed to adapt, they failed to see where the market was going and actually Netflix met with Blockbuster to offer you know their platform to them uh, initially and blockbuster laughed laughed them out the door and then netflix made netflix and then look what we have now you know um so if if blockbuster would have seen the future back then and and you know took on that whole netflix wave then um who knows they they could have still been here so i'm um, seeing this gamestop story is like what like because the gaming industry is different like it's like people are buying games heavily it's just that we people are buying them digitally now like on demand um and it's it's a struggle for 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 retail stores like this who just focus on selling games because it's like 
what can you really offer people that they're not already getting online like a lot of times people are getting games cheaper online um so it's like what can you really do and one of the things that game in the uk has done is they've actually set up esport spaces within their shop Uh, i don't know if gamestop has done this for you guys but at game you can go in and it's like they have like a LAN set up where it's like loads of you know different computers uh, like playstations xbox pc whatever like and you can just you can pay to just go and play games or you can play fortnite in a group you know like like an esports kind of setup or something like that and i think that is what uh these kinds of companies should focus on doing they should focus more on an experience and a lifestyle kind of thing now because you know people watch a lot of twitch and you know uh things like that so wouldn't it be cool if there was a place you could go to that is essentially like maybe they could even implement a twitch setup into it where it's like you can come here and you can stream from here like you know like you just log into your stream and then you play you load up your games and then you can stream from inside the store and you just rent it for a certain amount you rent the space for a certain amount you know uh, per session or something like that you know or you can just have you know esports tournaments and things like that um so i i think they need to get smart about you know these sort of things and realize where the money is shifting in gaming and how they can be a part of it um but it seems like you know things are currently very bad for them um they they had a potential buyer and that didn't work out like what exactly happened rich did uh did they refuse to sell to the buyer or did the buyer just drop out like did they just decide to not buy them or something all right so uh i had to switch cameras because uh i saw that the video kept freezing hopefully you can still hear me clear um yeah Yeah, okay yeah i um i don't i mean when i looked at the story initially it looked like they dropped out of the sale so they were the ones that said no they declined um because they actually had two buyers at one point that were both interested in, in buying them so i don't know what happened with that whole process but uh that's why i assume that they're basically going to just ride it out into the sunset and just see whatever happens with the business is going to happen because uh they do have think geek that they do own some of that so they definitely could have been using that merchandise to also push some sales but i don't really know how this stuff is performing right now in in addition to whatever else they're doing i know that um i tend to get a lot more flyers now about more sales that they're trying to have but um I just, I mean, I, I just, don't, I don't really think they're doing really enough at this point to, uh, to remain relevant because you have stores like Best Buy, uh, and of course Amazon, who now, you know, they, you know, obviously Best Buy has been doing this for a while, and then Amazon started doing it where they have a program in place where if you purchase a game, um, you'll get like a twenty percent off if you are well, obviously if you're an Amazon Prime member, you get twenty percent off. I don't know how long that's going to continue because I know they're trying to stop those programs now. But with Best Buy, the Gamers Club Unlocked, which is also ending. I mean, if you if you got a membership recently, I mean, I know they put it into the program last year. But if you had signed up for a membership, then it's still active until um, it it expires uh, because you can sign up for like a two year membership. My membership doesn't expire until 2020. So I can still get a discount 
on any game that I purchase. Um, so what I'm basically getting at is that there are other options out there to buy a game aside from GameStop. So I'm surprised GameStop is still around. Um, I will be surprised if they are still around by the end of this year. But uh, I mean, it all depends on whatever they do. But they're having those two buyers and then deciding to back out of the sale. That's not good for, for them. Um, but who knows what the future holds for whatever that it is they have planned? Because I, I I definitely don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens here because, like, a lot of people have been foreshadowing the demise of GameStop for a long time, and um, whereas you know you can argue that they've been a bad company for a long time and that they deserve this or whatever, but. Um, at the same time, a lot of people work there, you know, they have jobs there, and it's not good to see people lose their jobs, so hopefully they figure it out, you know, or hopefully they figure something out, you know, so we'll see. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, definitely not good to um, for people to lose their jobs. That's always horrible news. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have to just wait and see. But uh, if I if I was working at GameStop, I was an employee. Uh, I'm not I'm not trying to you know I mean I, I can't really foretell the future, but I would definitely make a recommendation uh, to start looking for other opportunities outside of GameStop because uh, you just don't know what's going on with that company. It's it's an unstable situation right now, uh, and depending on how horrible they are doing, you will start seeing some things happening uh, this year. So we'll we'll see. But I do wish anybody that is working there well, definitely keep your options open. Don't wait for it to happen because it's going to be a lot harder to find an opportunity after all of this happens. So definitely do what you got to do sooner rather than later. Indeed. So uh, any other final things to say before we move on to the bigger, I, I would say the biggest topic of the week. <laughs> uh, no, nah, let's get to it. Yeah, so uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of this show, uh, I don't really know. I haven't really seen too many people talking about this. I mean, I would assume that there's going to be other shows that are going to talk about it because it is a big deal. Um, uh, you know, I know that uh, during the Game Awards show, we had a chance to see uh, a couple of things that stood out about that show. One thing in particular that did st stand out the most is uh, the Epic Games Store making a push for all of these titles that are going to be on the store now. Uh, and obviously, you know, at the time I looked at this and I thought to myself, well, this is interesting that Epic is now coming into this space because we already already have Steam, who has obviously been dominant. This has been, they've been like at the top of the list when it comes to thinking about who actually does this stuff, uh, providing this type of service. So to know that Epic is now getting involved in, in Discord as well, it definitely is interesting, but uh, of course there was some news that happened this week that um, caught a lot of people off guard, and that was that there was basically an announcement that uh, Metro Exodus, which is the next entry in the Metro series, uh, it obviously is releasing later this this month, uh, February twenty second is I believe the release date, uh, unless it's the fifteenth. You know, it's one of those dates, but I believe it's the twenty second. But pretty much Metro Exodus is coming out later this month. So we got an announcement that there's actually an agreement between Deep Silver and Epic Games 
to basically make this a timed PC exclusive only on the Epic Games game store. Now, in that news, they did state if someone already pre-ordered the game on Steam, then they will still get the same the game the exact same day as release. So, and they'll get all their pre-order bonuses, you know, so on and so forth. But the issue here is that, you know, now you can only purchase the game if you want to get it on PC. You can only do it now on the Epic Games Store. And a lot of people are very angry about this. Uh, obviously, if you are someone who picked up the game, you pre-ordered it on Steam already, you're fine. You're still going to get the game. I'm glad they made that statement clear. But due to this particular decision, now there has been a whole bunch of backlash that... Uh, People that 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 now uh, you know Epic you know you know basically Epic did receive some of this backlash, but mainly Deep Silver and the the guys behind Metro received a hell of a lot of backlash. So um, I do have a few other story points that I want to bring into this topic about other things that I've heard about the story. But I want to go to you first, Gary, and get your initial reaction when this announcement was made because literally as soon as I saw this announcement, I recall sending you a link to this. And you said, yep, this is when it begins. The, the, the issues between Steam and Epic Game Store. But yeah, what, what are your thoughts on the initial announcement when it happened? Uh, yeah, so, you know, a lot of thoughts. I mean, I guess the initial thought that came through my mind was, okay, yeah, Epic is here to play ball now. They're here to disrupt Steam. Um, and we spoke a bit about this before with regards to Discord and Epic, um, you know, they're, they're offering better royalties for, uh, game publishers. Um, so, you know, they're trying to compete and disrupt Steam. Um, so yeah, that, that's the initial thought that came to mind. Like, okay, Epic is really playing ball route, ball right now. Uh, cause we know that Fortnite has been a smash hit. And they have millions of people using their client just to play Fortnite. So this is their way of, you know, um, trying to expand on those numbers of all the people who already have their client. They want to make more money from them, get them to buy other games, um, you know, within their ecosystem. So, you know, it's, it's a smart business practice um, in terms of Epic. And I, I actually don't place the blame with Epic here because they're just doing business. Um, I place a lot of blame on the, the Metro developers. Now, I believe Deep Silver came out and said that they don't, um, they're not actually responsible for this because uh, the, the developer who makes Metro is in charge of the IP and they chose where they, they want to release it on Steam or whatever. Um, what's their yep. name again? The, the actual studio? Kosh Media. Kosh Media, yeah. Um, yep. So yeah, uh, they they are the ones who made this decision, and my blame is with them because this was clearly, you know, th this wasn't in their original plan. Because it's, you know, if you would have came out and you would have said from the get go, look, we're we're partnering with Epic, and you can only get the game on the Epic client, that would have been completely fine because then people know ahead of time. But this is something that just came up. So clearly Epic, you know, they offered uh, Koch Media, they offered them a bag. Like they, they they, gave them a straight up duffel bag full of cash, you know, under the table. Like um, recently, probably recently. And that was enough to make Koch Media change their minds 
and you know people who already bought their game on steam pre-ordered and everything fully paid for now you know they they're, they were screwed like or people who planned to buy it on steam even and th- the thing is with that is it, you know first of all things are getting out of hand on pc because there's so many different clients you have to keep up with now but you know also people like to just stay within steam because steam has all the features it has your friends list it has you know you can stream on on steam you know it has all the features that people enjoy and are comfortable with using but this epic client is completely new and it doesn't have the same level of functionality it doesn't have the same features that steam has it doesn't have you know the library that steam has so people want to stay within steam you know and they were expecting to get this game in steam and i will say also that the first two metro games were promoted heavily on steam like around back when they came out like they were plastered all over steam um so you know steam valve like they showed a lot of love for those first two metro games and those were big hits on the pc you know the pc um user base loved those games so like doing this exclusive move with epic like i can see why a lot of people are mad about it because um you know you might not want to use the epic client you might not even play fortnite you might not ever want to install that client at all you know um and now you have to if you want to play metro exodus and this is a last minute thing like they didn't they didn't say this um you know when they first announced the game this is all new like first it was available on steam and now it's just not available on steam so i can see how people are upset about it and the blame definitely lies with Koch media for being you know money hungry and not sticking with their their own morals and uh their own visions and things like that they let epic influence them with money basically so that's my take on it oh yes absolutely and 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 now to add on to what you have said about yes this definitely gives a bad perception uh to as far as the game is concerned the developers etc uh there was a report that came out as little as i want to say about a day or two ago stating that now people are starting to give negative negative reviews to the other metro games on steam so that that right there shows uh that that obviously the steam community that was looking forward to playing this game uh you know by picking it up on steam they, they are very angry at the news about what happened with epic uh game store um so uh you know a lot of people are questioning is this going to impact the series moving forward i, I definitely think in terms of the pc release yes uh, with the consoles, not not so much because I mean, obviously, you you, get, you pick up the game on PS4, or Xbox One, that's fine. I know when we saw this game at the very first time, it was during Microsoft's conference, and everybody was asking, "What the hell is that game?" Even though we kind of knew towards the end of the trailer, this this probably has to be Metro or something. Um, yeah, they showed this though at Microsoft conference. I believe it was the year before last. That was the first worldwide premiere of it. So. Um, consoles it'll be totally fine but as far as the game on pc that definitely can impact uh you know some of the sales moving forward not just metro exodus but if they decide to do any other uh you know entries in the series yeah there can be some type of impact from that without question 
Um, so, yeah, I did want. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, with regards to uh, those reviews and stuff, like now I agree that is a bit vicious, um, and it's, <laughs> it's probably not right. Um, but you know that the, the PC gaming community are very, uh, you know, like they they don't like to be duped. They don't like to be you know taken advantage of and and things like that. That's why you like um, things like like Xbox Live. You know they they it, they debuted that uh, subscription service on X on Xbox 360. And it was never a thing on PC because that PC gamers would have never let that fly. You know, PC gamers are hardcore and, you know, they like things to be black and white. They don't like to be tricked and, you know, things like that. So uh, they're traditionalists in a sense, you know. Um, so when whenever they do feel disrespected, they are going to be very petty and do things like that, you know, like give bad reviews to games and things like that. Um, even though those first two Metro games were, they, they used to be reviewed very highly on Steam. Um, but, you know, just because of this news that people want to, like, they want to clap back at, you know, Koch Media because they feel like this is a bad practice that they're doing. Um, so this is just their way of getting their voices heard. Uh, me personally, I wouldn't do that, um, you know, because those other games have nothing to do with this situation. Um, I, I believe they did it on other Deep Silver games too, like not just Metro. Um, so that's pretty unfair because those games have nothing to do with this. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can't you can't do things like that to the hardcore PC gamers, you know. Like th this would be like CD Projekt just coming out and being like, "Oh, we're we're only making console games now." Like you know, there there would be a, a huge uproar from the PC community because, like, the PC community made CD Projekt what they are. Like they, we championed you know um, CD Projekt. So you know, th this is. It's along those lines, you know, like you can't you can't do that to the PC community. We take things like that very seriously. So. Oh, absolutely. Without question, as as it definitely should be taken seriously, I also would say. Um, so now the question I wanted to shift to and ask is obviously we know that this whole thing about somebody going after another developer to get something exclusive as a timed exclusive. We already know that this is something that Microsoft and Sony have been doing a lot of uh, this whole generation and even before that, because we know that Microsoft at one point this generation, they had had the uh, the last Tomb Raider game. Uh, I believe it's uh, not Shadow of the Tomb Raider, but the, the previous one. Uh, maybe oh, it was Rise. Yeah, yeah. They had that as a time holiday exclusive on Xbox One. Um, and there was a lot of people that was angry about that because they had to wait a whole year for it to come to PS4. On the flip side of that, PlayStation also has these deals with uh, exclusive DLC to PlayStation because they, they the big backlash was with Destiny. Destiny 1 and 2, they had exclusive content coming to Destiny 2. And some of that stuff was you wasn't able to access it on Xbox One at least for a whole year. So... Both, both, uh, both of them have done these type of practices. I do expect this to continue well into next generation, even though I know Microsoft has already said that they're going to try to move away from that practice, or they have tried to 
give you the impression that they have moved away from that. This is still going to become a thing for both PlayStation and Xbox. So the question I wanted to ask is, because Epic has now done this uh, on the PC front, do you believe that they will continue to do these types of deals moving forward with other high-profile games coming out later this year and beyond? Um, I I fully see the situation happening again um, on the PC front. Now, console, I mean, like you, you said, that to some levels, this already happens on consoles with, you know, exclusive content and timed exclusive games and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I guess this is such a big deal because we've never really seen those kind of practices on PC. It's like with PC, it's either the game comes out or it doesn't. You know, that's really the, the main thing that's been happening with PC. Um, so this is like the first time we're, we're seeing this exclusive, timed exclusive kind of war between these different clients and stuff. And that's what's upsetting people. Um, and I fully expect this to continue because, you know, you have a lot of people now trying to um, overthrow Steam's stronghold on, you know, on uh, video game purchases on PC. Um, so, yeah, I, I think this is going to continue. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be with more publishers than just Deep Silver. You know, like this is going to happen a lot, I think, because um, you already have you have a lot. You have Origin, you have Uplay. You have the Bethesda client, you have um, Epic now, you have Discord, you have Steam, and also the Windows Store. So um, this is this is going to be a thing now on PC for sure. Um, and I know I, I saw a lot of people saying, oh, EA does this all the time with their games because you can only get them on Origin. Uh, here's the thing, like, it's a bit different because EA, like, they make their own games, so of course they're going to lock their games to their own client it just makes sense uh valve does the same thing uh the thing is with metro is it's a third party title it's not made by epic you know it's not made by valve so we expect it to be available on you know the biggest platform on pc where you buy games you know that's just what like people always expect games to be available on steam so this is why it's a big issue because people just aren't used to this on pc um, so, and this is going to continue. It's going to happen again and again because I believe this is epic strategy now. Their strategy is to approach video game publishers and say, "Look, you'll make more money publishing your games on our platform." And a lot of publishers are going to fall for that. Like they are going to go with that because who doesn't want to make more money? Who doesn't want a higher profit margin when they're publishing their games? You know, so. Um, that is going to happen. This is going to be a thing. That, uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because that actually was going to be the final thing that I was going to ask you. If, if you think that uh, now Steam may consider over time, if this continues, changing the margins of which they offer devs. Because I think that when I, when I saw how much that the uh, Epic Games is offering in terms of how much they're taking away, very little compared to Steam. So I, from a business standpoint, I, I definitely would say, you know what? Yeah, I do want to do that deal so I can give the devs more money. So do you think that this is going to force Epic to maybe reconsider how much, I'm going to say uh, Steam, to reconsider how much they're offering devs in return for putting the game on, on the platform? 
oh yeah for sure that that's gonna happen um i don't know when it's gonna happen like this incident right here this might not be big enough for them to want to change their their uh, royalty margins and stuff but um eventually it's gonna happen because both discord and epic are very vocal right now about um you know giving publishers good royalty deals and stuff and like from a business standpoint like i i actually think epic are willing to give people you know even better deals than what's advertised if they put their games on their platform so for example with with metro they probably gave them an even better deal than the one we saw what was it like um 20 i, I forgot what it was was it 15 percent or something 10 percent? i don't know it was something crazy but i wouldn't be surprised if if they go ahead Oh no, I think I think it's right like right like right around eighteen percent and compared to Steam which is like at thirty, I believe. Okay, yeah, so so eighteen yeah. percent. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, for certain publishers who are publishing big games, I wouldn't be surprised if Epic goes to them and, and they're like, Look, you know, we, we can give you ten percent, you know, we'll we'll take just ten percent off of every sale, that's it. You know? Um so yeah, like I I think valve is going to have to compete at some point like it might not be today might not be tomorrow might not be this year but now that the game has started like this this competition they are gonna have to change eventually at some point unless unless valve starts putting out more of their own original content like mm -hmm. that people because that might make people want to stay with steam regardless and they, you know, they might continue to make money regardless, so it might not matter so, to them that much. But, but you know, uh, go ahead. That, that 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 that's exactly what I was thinking uh, because I know that they have already come out and said that they're going to start making games again. Um, you know, obviously, I don't know if that means we're ever going to get another Left 4 Dead or Half Life. Uh, I think Half Life is a, is a very very long shot of ever happening. Left 4 Dead seems more possible, but uh, yeah, and of course, you know. If they decide to bring back Portal or they decide to do another new franchise, they 100% could do that. And I do think that that is something that they can offer that um, will make them a, a lot of people, you know, come back to the platform. But again, it has to be a title that people really, 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 really want to see and will come back for. So if it is Half-Life, I think there's a lot of people that might still be interested in that. But um, I mean, it has to be a game that I think is going to really get people interested in coming to and coming over and actually picking up a game picking up that game in particular for, for, for the sales but um we'll have to wait and see you know i'm i'm curious to see i mean i, I don't believe that this is the only deal that epic uh has has done or will do this year i would be very curious to see what would happen if they were to make this particular offer to cd project red because we all know that Cyberpunk 2077 is possibly going to come out this year. Uh, I'm curious if if CD Projekt Red would consider this offer, even though I know they said they want to make the fans happy, they want to please everybody, so they may decline it. But again, it all depends, you know. I mean, uh, the, I, the, the thing is with CD Projekt, they have their own client as well. I forgot to mention them. Um, they uh, actually, yeah, they do. You're right. Yes. They have uh, good old games, so. I don't know if they would do that but I mean maybe because the thing is with this client stuff like you could still like 
CD Projekt could still release their game on both Steam and Epic Store as well as their yeah. own, you know, so uh, I, I don't think they would do an exclusive deal if they have their own client, but they, they probably would still release their game on Epic though, like even though it's available on their own, so who knows? Yeah. We have to see about that. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I will say, um, we definitely can confirm. We do know for sure that this is not the last time that uh, Epic will have some type of deal. They're gonna definitely have some other stuff coming this later this year. I just don't know what game. And part of the fun for me is to figure out and see what the game actually does end up becoming. The game or games end up becoming that'll once again become something that everybody's talking about. But the Metro Exodus game, you know. Regardless of what anybody says, that that is a big deal because I do remember the reaction that game got when it was first revealed at E3, and people were like, "Wow, that looks phenomenal! I can't wait to pick that game up." Uh, so you know, yeah, we'll see what happens. You know, in terms of the long-term effects of the franchise, uh, obviously this news doesn't impact me personally because I'm going to get the game on console. But I absolutely 100% feel for those who purchased on PC and now if they may not want to go through the Epic Games Store, I fully understand and sympathize with them um, because, yeah, it's just unfortunate. But uh, this is not going to be the last game impacted by this type of deal. We, we know that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, all, all the big third-party games, I wouldn't be surprised if Epic, you know, tries to strike a deal with the publishers, so... It's definitely going to happen again. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. But I, I do have to applaud them from a business standpoint, even though we can say that the move was underhanded. I have to applaud them for making these deals in order to give the devs more money uh, to get, you know, because, again, a lot of the, the, it's very expensive to make all these games. So any way that you can see a way to give the, 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 the company more money, uh, that's great. I just hope that the people who actually worked on the game are the ones that are going to see these bonuses and not the stakeholders involved. Because if it's all going to the stakeholders, then I say that's horrible. But yeah, the people who are actually creating the games, they need to be getting more of this money anyway. So hopefully that is what's going to happen, even though I'm sure that won't happen in every case. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Indeed. So uh, any final uh things you want to say on this topic or any other to any other topics before we get ready to wrap up today's show uh nah i think uh we we, we wrapped that topic up nicely so. awesome awesome all right so definitely want to thank everybody for tuning in uh for today's show uh a few quick things to mention um we do. We, we are going to be doing a giveaway this week on the website, so I would encourage everybody to make sure that you're checking out the website. There is going to be other content posted up throughout the week, uh, but in terms of the giveaway, there is going to be a game giveaway announcement coming very soon. It could come as soon as tomorrow, even. So I would definitely encourage you all to check out the website. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, there are a ton of games coming out this month. Um, not really 100% sure which game we're going to do a giveaway for yet because there are a lot of different audiences that love a lot of different titles, although I have a good idea uh, as to what this giveaway is going to be. So just stay tuned this week for an announcement on that, and you will have a chance to enter for a chance to win, so look for that. Uh, also, want to give a quick shout-out to 
everybody on the staff. You know, obviously, I uh, want to give a special shout out to Mr. Jake Davis Google because he has done a ton of, of stuff that's currently on the website right now. He did review Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, so I would definitely encourage you to check out that review. I know that game came out uh, this past week. Uh, it has been getting good reviews all across the board. So if you are interested in checking out the game, I would encourage you to check out his review. Um, as well as all the other stuff that's been getting posted up on the website. I know I did a review for The Walking Dead Episode uh, 3, uh, Broken Toys. Uh, really good episode. Um I would encourage you to check that out as well if you maybe were skeptical about how they were going to end The Walking Dead. That episode three is very interesting things that happened in that episode and also something that I think a lot of people have been asking for ever since we saw what happened at the end of The Walking Dead season one. Uh, there, are, there are some memorable moments that happened in that episode that I think you will definitely enjoy it if you actually get a chance to play it. So check it out and check out my review if you have any, any, any time. Uh, we do have a lot of other reviews coming and other content of things we're working on, so stay tuned because it's going to be a very busy for us month for us here at the Coalition. Uh, so stay tuned for a whole bunch of things. We appreciate your continued support always. Um, and Gary, the floor is now yours for uh, the shout-outs. Yep, so uh, big shout-outs to the Patreon people, M. Collins, Mauricio Aguilar, Tim Dill, Fergus Mills, who was in the chat today, um, Miguel, Antonio Rogers, and Sean Gorty. Uh, we thank you all for your continued support of the coalition. Look out for the giveaways and look out for, you know, the bonus content coming in the future. Uh, so big shouts to those guys and um, shouts to everyone who joined us in the the YouTube chat today as well. Um, and uh, I want to also give a shout to Melanin Gamers. Um, go to twitter.com slash melaningamers or twitch.tv slash melaningamers um, you know they're, they're, they're good friends of mine so um, shouts to them and also the whole coalition staff you know JJ, Tatiana Dana, Tony you know uh, Kells uh, Kennedy, Rams Carl, Ed you know everyone who's a part of this coalition thing and of course you rich as well um and yeah that's pretty much it absolutely so once again we thank you for all your continued support we have a lot of great things in the works so stay tuned i uh, hope that you all have a great week if you're going out you know if you're going to watch the super bowl tonight have fun um but yeah aside from that have a great week and uh, we will talk to you all next weekend. Indeed. Peace out. Peace.